Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Formerly of Cleveland.com. He is now in Columbus. Uh, Do I have this right, Doug? Uh, Kings of Columbus and the podcast OHU. Yeah, so if if you want to find me, you can look for the podcast feed or uh, the podcast YouTube channel. And, yeah, I'm doing a show called Kings of Columbus a couple times a week there. Uh, that's phenomenal. We miss you here at Cleveland. How's it going? I, I miss it, too. It was like a big change for me. Um, I'm, I'm building up a, a regional college football show that we're going to launch next year that's going to uh, be called Kings of the North, and it's going to cover the Big Ten, Notre Dame, everybody in the northern half of the country in college football. So, that's why I left Cleveland.com after 18 years. It was really hard to do. I'm not writing at the moment, which was hard, but um, it was it was time to try something new. So I, I do miss miss covering the Browns and and being uh, with the Cleveland fans, though. Real quick, and we'll get to all the Ohio State uh, news, all that coming up in college football. Doug Labarese, uh joined us from afar. From afar, what do you like uh, for what you say for the Browns? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I actually went to the game with my daughter and sat in the stands, which is like a new experience. You know, it's like I'm not covering the team, but my daughter loves football. And so you could just see, just sitting there, sort of the ferocity of the defense, right? I mean, the way Jim Schwartz has these guys lined up, the, the people Andrew Barry's brought in on the defensive line, it felt like that whole game, every time Joe Burrow looked for something one-on-one on the outside. Martin Emerson and Denzel Ward were all, were all over people. Grant Delpit's making plays. And I think it feels like the best connection of depth of talent, because they've had individual great individual defensive players, but depth of talent with the defense linked and combined with the scheme that's going to take advantage of their talents. And, and it, you know, I think the, the Bengals will be better. It was wet. That was not Joe Burrow's, you know, by far from not his best game. But I think everything you saw from the defense seemed real to me. I don't. I think that's sustainable. And if they're going to get after the passer and play defense that way, then Deshaun Watson doesn't have to be superhuman. And then all of a sudden, you might really have something. So compared to where they were with the Joe Woods defense, it just feels like those additions, that scheme, that really might be something. And it was impressive to watch. Yeah, definitely. Doug Lebrys joining us to show Kings of Columbus. Check that out on YouTube. Find them at the podcast O H O S U. Have to say the because we're talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes and a team. And Ryan Day, uh, it took took a couple weeks, but Cal McCord, uh, he's the guy. Uh, what went into that decision to make him QB one? Yeah, I think I think Ryan Day wanted to play on the field to determine it, so that. The team could see it. The two quarterbacks themselves, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, could see it, and the fan base could see it. And so, you know, Kyle McCord didn't come out and and light the world on fire, but I think after two games, you saw the offense just move more smoothly. Kyle McCord had a better command of it, a little more poise. He's a year older than Devin Brown. And so 
I, you know, there's not a controversy. I don't think there's anybody holding out saying, I can't believe they picked McCord over Brown, or I can't believe they didn't do, you know, I didn't think it was a perfect process. Devin Brown didn't play very much in week one, but he did play a lot in week two. So um, you have to get, you have to get there so that the team, I think, believes in it. And if the fan base believes in it, that's a bonus. So I do think that's where they are. They, they got the guy that everybody agrees on. Now, is he going to play at an all-Big Ten level? I don't know. But I do think as they you know, head into their first game with a full-time starting quarterback, everybody agrees on it. Will we see, because I, I think sometimes, Doug, when you look at the Buckeyes, and it, it, you're down at Columbus, so I'm curious what the reaction is down there. Just the state of college football today, it's, well, what do you do at big games? And do you ever have the blowouts? And <laughs> like, do you have like the dominated performances? And I think with McCord, they're going to look at every Friday day. They may look at him playing at perhaps an elite level. Um, are we, is that, can that happen this year? Can it happen this year? I know you're saying not yeah. immediately, but can it happen this year? Listen, when you're throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, like, it definitely can happen, right? Like, they, they have what still probably is the best receiver combo in the country. And so Kyle McCord has been around. Ryan Day has a history here of, you know, calling offenses that produce high-scoring, high-flying passing attacks. I do think maybe the expectation level for Ohio State fans has to be just down a little bit, maybe 20% down from peak what it was last year with year two of C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud in year one in 2021 had some bumps, right? Oregon lost in week two, wasn't perfect the whole time. So when you have a first-year starting quarterback, it's a little different. But I do think by October and November, like it has to be, Anthony, right? Like that, that's still their calling card. And you do see offenses around the country, whether it's Washington or Texas or Florida State or Michigan's been really efficient. You see people who are throwing the ball explosively and efficiently, and like Ohio State hasn't done that yet. And they have to. That's their identity. So, um, you know, don't expect of the level of a, of a guy who's going to be the number two pick in the draft like C.J. Stroud was, but they have to be consistent and they have to be dangerous. And they, and they haven't been that yet. But I and they have to get there by the middle of the year. Doug Laborese joining us uh, on the Norfolk State Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Will people be satisfied with any about anything that Ohio State does uh, until they beat Michigan? <laughs> no, I mean I think you know the answer to that question when you ask it, right? Like, I mean everybody feels it. So you know, where people, I mean, listen, you lose to Michigan last year and you make the playoff and you come within a missed field goal of beating the defending national champ and probably winning the title, right? So would people have been satisfied with a national title if you lose to Michigan? Yeah, they, they would have been satisfied. And I think people, you know, my main thing, I just as much as possible try to tell fans how good Michigan is. Like, you have to respect Michigan. It doesn't mean you lower the standard for Ohio State. It doesn't mean you accept losing to the rival. But you have to understand, like, if Michigan's going to play this way, we are no longer in a world where Ohio State's going to win 10 straight years, right? That's just not realistic when Michigan's this good. But it's defining. It's program-defining. And so, at the very least, Ohio State has to play its best game against Michigan, right? Like, which they clearly didn't do last year. And if your best, like, still doesn't beat Michigan, but you play your butt off and you're, you're consistent, you don't make mistakes, you make big plays, I mean, people aren't going to tolerate it. But I think maybe they'd still understand it more. So they have to gear up and be their best 
the best of the Buckeyes on the last Saturday in November and then understand that Michigan is in contention as the best team in the country. But, yeah, nobody in Columbus, no Ohio State fans are ever going to be truly satisfied if you're not beating Michigan. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm saying that like I'm, you know, like oh, how dare them? And I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna, and 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 it's not. I'll be honest, Doug. It's it's almost not fair because this schedule includes Notre Dame uh, for yep. next Saturday. Includes Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin. Like this is actually a pretty tough Ohio State schedule. I mean, like for you know, Michigan's not playing anybody in the non-conference, right? So this test that Ohio State's going to get next week at South Bend. You know, the, the, the Wisconsin, they play Wisconsin as one of their crossovers. Wisconsin lost last week, last week, didn't look great. But, you know, I think they're still going to be a pretty competent football team. And, like, Penn State has a great defense, a great run game, a really good offensive line. And Drew Aller, right, Northeast Ohio, young quarterback that is really talented and people are excited about. So, like, I think Penn State is one of the five or six best teams in the country. So that's the reality that Ohio State's living in, but Ohio State still should be the dominant program in the Big Ten. You still set the standard there. And so they know that. They don't want any excuses. But, like, right now with what's right in front of them, I would call that Ohio State-Notre Dame pick em, uh, game next week a pick em. I think that's a toss-up right now. I haven't seen an early line. I don't know what it actually is. But I think Sam Hartman as a sixth-year college quarterback at Notre Dame, their offensive line, a couple playmakers on defense, that is an absolute test in week four for Ohio State next week. Yeah, that's going to be something. I'm looking at it now. Uh, one and a half Ohio State favorite next week um, okay. against Notre Dame. It's going to be it's it's going to be something. A few more questions for you, Doug. Doug Maurice joining us at the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him at Doug Maurice on Twitter X, uh, whatever you call it. Uh, you follow him there. Um, you have a Peacock uh, account, correct? Uh, you you ready to watch an Ohio State game on Peacock? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, yes. Do you have any issues with uh, Big Ten football games on Peacock? I don't love that fans have to find six different places to find the Big Ten, right? So, And I don't like um, that it's kind of like back to the Big Ten Network stuff, which feels like forever ago, but I can remember covering that when it was like people just want to watch their stinking team, man, like, why do we have to make this so hard? So I don't love the idea of having to buy, buy a streaming service to maybe get like one game that you care about, and then they rope you in for a month, right? But I also understand it's, it's not an egregious price, so I think it's kind of where the world is. I just want people to be able to watch their team. And so I think we all need to stand up for that. Let people watch their team. But... Um, you know, the best games are still in pretty normal places. So I'm on alert for, like, fans getting, you know, the, the wrong end of the stick in this uh, streaming TV kind of world. Uh, but I also I think we have to understand, like, kind of this is how it works now. It's where all the money comes from, man. <laughs> how they get all this money to fund all the stuff they want to do. So you can't take the money and then com- complain about the results. So the schools are doing it to themselves. The schools are doing it to their fan bases because they the TV rules because money rules. And so then if you're in a world where they're on six different networks, it's like, well, whose fault is it? Well, it's the school's fault. So what? The, the first week, CBS, then Big Ten Network. This week's Fox. Next week is NBC. 
Like yeah. the, the fan, like I don't know if the fans are having any issues finding the games, uh, but it, the days of just tuning into ESPN just to find yeah. the games are long gone. And you know, it's one of those things. There were a lot of Ohio State fans who've always been frustrated with ESPN, right? And so when it felt like ESPN, ABC kind of owned the Big Ten, I mean, they did. That was like, you know, Fox had half the package, but ESPN, ABC still had a lot of big games. Now that's done, right? ESPN, ABC, their SEC, they are not doing any Ohio State games unless, you know, Ohio State happens to play a road game somewhere. But, like, I think fans kind of like that. And then they played it up like, hey, NBC, huge network, we're going to promote you. CBS, Fox, all these huge networks are involved with the Big Ten, are going to promote it, and it's going to be good for the league. So, you know, a part of it is I think there are certainly some fans who are glad to get away from ESPN. But, Anthony, as you're saying, sometimes it's like, I don't know, ESPN, that's the sports place. Flip it on, watch your team. That's also was a kind of easy way to live. The story of college football right now, Doug Labarese, is what's happening in Colorado. Uh, you cannot escape uh, sports television without co- talking about Coach Prime. Uh, first off, are you buying into uh, what Coach Prime is doing, at least early on in, in uh, Colorado? So I think we all understand, right, when you, when you revamp a team overnight in one season, you're not going to have the depth of talent of the, some other top, top-tier programs. Right, So I know they have Oregon and USC, and, and the, the Pac-12 is really good this year. They have some teams down the road that there's just no way they have as much talent, one through 44, and they're too deep as those, team, as those teams. We all understand that. But do I believe in what Deion Sanders is doing? Do I think it's going to work? 100%. I don't know why you wouldn't. The guy is inspiring his players. He is he is. reinvigorating an entire program with confidence, and then they have gone out and backed it up on the field with a precise, explosive attack. And Shadur Sanders, at quarterback, his son, is dynamic, man. That guy can sling it. That guy can read it. That guy is a leader. And Travis Hunter is as talented as a two-way player, but even if he only played one way, he's as talented as any player in college football. So, I think there are comparisons between what Deion Sanders is doing and what Urban Meyer did. When Urban Meyer kind of came in and flipped Bowling Green instantaneously, went to Utah, flipped it instantaneously, went to Florida, went to Ohio State, and he did it by sort of declaring what he was going to do, having confidence, putting that confidence in his team, and winning and demanding it right now. Uh, there are a lot of ways where Urban Meyer and Deion Sanders are different, but I don't know why you wouldn't believe. So do I think Colorado's going to go 10-2 and two this year? No, because they just didn't have the chance to build a roster that can do that. Do I think Deion Sanders can win and will win long-term at the highest level of college football the way he's winning the first two weeks? Yeah, I think he will. I'm going to end it with this. This might, be, this, this might be a little crazy. Let's just say this is a very hypothetical. Let's just say Ryan Day at the end of the season is offered an NFL job and he takes it at the end of the year, would you advocate for Coach Prime to be the next head coach at Ohio State? So I do think someone like Deion Sanders, right, he is, he is really suited to fix something, okay, right? If he's going to come and listen, it wasn't working the way you were doing it. If Ohio State had lost, loses to Michigan for a third straight time and there is sort of like a down, like a, a bad feeling in the program. Oh, no, Michigan has our number. 
what are we going to do? And Ryan Day decides, you know what, this isn't the place for me, I'm out of here. And you need somebody to seize the momentum back from Michigan and inspire your program and lift people up, I would absolutely be on board with Deion Sanders. Wow, there you go. Uh, Doug Laborese, you can follow him on Twitter, at Doug Laborese on uh, Twitter, and his show on YouTube, Kings of Columbus, and the podcast, OHU, Doug Laborese, formerly Cleveland.com. Doug, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right, that's Doug. Doug Laborese joining us on the 